0: We'll learn more about how God uses these studies to grow and mature the body of Christ. But specifically today, Pastor J.D. focuses in on Isaiah 17, which speaks of the destruction of Damascus and Syria. The possibility of this taking place is happening before our very eyes. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on March 18th, 2018.
1: If there's any perceived attack, we're going to manufacture one, but anyway, if there's any perceived attack on us or our allies anywhere, particularly in Syria, because we're going to manufacture one in Syria, particularly one in Damascus, then we will use... Nuclear weapons to respond. (laughs) I think the uh, election is today. Not ours. You don't worry about voting. This is in Russia. Clearly, it's uh, uh, you know Putin will be reelected as the president of Russia. If this weren't bad enough, on Thursday. Arut Sheva published an analysis in which they quote Turkish President Erdogan, who in reacting to the news that the U.S. armed forces in Syria are building new bases east of the Euphrates River, said the establishment of these bases could lead to World War III. This is Turkey. I think they're reading off the same... uh playbook as one Vladimir Putin in Russia. Let me quote the Turkish dictator, as Arut Sheva refers to him, quote, the question arises, why the U.S. military bases in Syria are needed? And it seems that these bases are directed against Russia and Iran. listen. <laughs> I'm not the sharpest knife in the kitchen drawer. But if this is not Ezekiel 38, I don't know what is. Are you kidding me? Do you see what's happening here? In other words, we're the aggressor against Russia and Iran. Never mind that they're in Syria with Turkey, setting up bases, launching these unmanned these drones into israeli airspace no matter that they're right there on the border ready at the ready to attack israel no 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 they're going to flip it around now the attack is directed against them Aww. the analysis goes on to say observers think that the pro-Assad coalition will set its sights on southern Syria, that would be northern Israel, and will try to finalize the last stretch of the Iranian land corridor to the Israeli border. Iran has reportedly a huge number of forces deployed near the Israeli border. The article concludes that with some mind-numbing numbers, saying the now seven-year-old Syrian war has cost more than 500,000 people their lives. That's half a million people. Let's try to put that into perspective. If the population of just the island of Oahu is 1.2 million plus another quarter of a million tourists that are on island on any given day. Are my numbers relatively uh, close? Let's put this into perspective. That's like half of the population of this island dying in a war. Try to get your mind around that. It has left 1.5 million people disabled that would be the entire population, including the tourists. And has displaced more than half of the population in the country. You know what that number is? 11 million. That's 11 islands of Oahu that have been displaced. And then they asked this question. Is a world war the next result of this seemingly endless conflict? I think we would do well to consider that question, especially in light of what we know to be true about Bible prophecy. And here's why. We are told in the Bible, that this is exactly what will happen and begin to come to pass leading up to the seven-year tribulation, also known as the time of Jacob's trouble, Israel, also known as the 70th week of Daniel, and all of these prophecies that we're seeing in play today will ultimately and finally be fulfilled in and during the seven-year tribulation after the church is removed in the rapture. Now here's the question. If we're seeing prophecies that are fulfilled in and during the seven-year tribulation beginning to come to pass now, well, then how close are we? If they're already starting to happen. Is that not what Jesus said in Luke 21, 28? When you see these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. Keyword: begin. When you see prophecies that find their fulfillment in the seven-year tribulation beginning to happen now, Jesus is saying, your redemption's close, closer than you might even imagine. This brings me to what I mentioned at the beginning about the impact that Bible prophecy can have on our lives. I've been a student of Bible prophecy since I got saved over 35 years ago, but I didn't start teaching Bible prophecy until the year 2001, when, this is when I was on the mainland, my wife of 30 years this year spoke a word of knowledge to me. The prophetic word that God had given her was that he was going to use my ethnicity as an Arab born in the Middle East to reach multitudes of people. And I didn't really give it or lend it much creed at the time. Now, in retrospect, of course, I look back and I see that that word was from the Lord. Now, why do I share that? Because God has done a profound and deep work in my life in and through my understanding of Bible prophecy. It has changed my life. Now, keep in mind, back then I was... Of course, much younger. I'm not going to tell you what my age was. You just use your imagination. Just fill in whatever age you deem appropriate. It'll probably be older than I was really at the time. But uh, I was in my prime at the time. I was not not in the ministry. had my whole life before me. (laughs) And I look back now some 17 years later, and I say to myself, I have no regrets that I devoted myself to the study of and even the teaching of Bible prophecy because of the impact that it's had on my life and the work that God has done in my life because of it. It's been said that God cannot do a work through us unless and until he's first able to do that work in us. And see, that's what God did in my life over the years, he has certainly done that work in me, and I tell you, I cannot even begin to list all of the things that God has done in my life. The impact that Bible prophecy has had on my life, personally. One in particular. There, there are many, but one in particular, and it's in First John. Chapter 3, verse 3, Apostle John says this, All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. In other words, when you know how soon it could be that the Lord will come back, it has this purifying effect on the way that you live your life. I suppose you could say it this way. You get your spiritual house in order because you know that your redemption draws nine. Well, pastor, that was many, many years ago. My um, my children, uh, 19, 17, and my daughter will be 11 tomorrow, by the way. <laughs> Time has gone so fast. Um, uh, we've had this conversation. And they're always like, you know, well, what about, you know, college and what, you know, what if I want to get married and, and have children and, you know, what if I want to, you know, experience life? And I actually had to pray and ask God to give me a word and an answer to that question. That's a good question. I mean, what are you going to say? Hey, stop living your life. No, we're to occupy till he comes. You're going to go to college. You're going to get married and you're going to, be doing those things until he comes. But here's the thing. There's not going to be anybody in heaven that's going to say, "Ah, oh, I wish the Lord wouldn't have come back until <laughs> I got married. Trust me on that, uh, by the way. But uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was... Obviously, my wife's not in first service. But um, yeah, nobody in heaven is going to say, Oh, I wish I would have experienced what it would be like to be married. And for children, nobody in heaven is going to say, Oh, I wish I could have just experienced what it would be like to be... A... Nobody in heaven is going to wish that the Lord didn't come back when He did. To take them to the place that is indescribable that no eye has seen, no ear has heard that Paul said would be criminal to try to even explain it where there's no more death, no more sorrow no more pain, no more suffering no more cockroaches (laughs) last night my daughter comes up and she's crying and trembling and Baba there's a cockroach in my room come and kill it I'm like, it's 10.30, i got to get up at 3.30 in the morning. Of course, this is going to be a satanic cockroach on a Saturday night. Because i got to get up early on a Sunday morning. <laughs> so I go in there, and I'm praying, God, let me find this thing. And she says, it, it's a 7.47, it's flying all over the room. She's crying, like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, no need to fear. Baba's here. Oh God, please let me kill this cockroach so I can get back to bed. So I go in there, and sure enough, it starts crawling out, and I'm whacking the thing, and I kill it. I said, "See here, Sabia, it's okay. Come look. I don't want to look at it. No, come see it, so I can go back to bed. It's dead. She did anyway. So no cockroaches, and uh, <laughs> that was quite a." I'm almost done. I appreciate your patience. But if you were to ask me what I thought was the most powerful impact that Bible prophecy had on my life personally, it would have to be this urgency of preaching the gospel while there's still time. It has had this effect on my life where Because I know what's coming, and I know how soon he's coming, I want to reach as many people as I possibly can. And this, by the way, is why we end every prophecy update every week with the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. If you'll just give me a couple minutes, I want to share with you the gospel, and then I also want to simply share how... It is to respond to the gospel. First, here's the gospel. First Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, and here's the gospel, the good news, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. That's the gospel. The word gospel means good news. Your debt has been paid in full. You're free to go. And that is the good news. What debt has been paid? Oh, the death penalty. The bad news is, is that we're all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. We were all born with the death penalty over our heads. Because we're all born sinners. And Jesus came, and he went to his death in our place. And that's the good news. And that's what I want to talk about now. Our response to the good news. It's so simple. It's childlike simple. And I was thinking about this today in our prayer meeting before first service. That... There might be somebody that the Lord wants to bring into your path this week so that you can share the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. And these, this ABCs of salvation template is simple enough that you can use it to share with that someone that the Lord wants to bring into your path. So, here it is. The A is for admit you're a sinner and in need of a Savior. This is known as repentance, which just simply means a change, a 180. You have a change of mind, a change of heart, and you acknowledge and admit that you have sinned against God. Romans 3 verse 10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3:23 says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 is one of my favorites because it sort of packages the bad news with the good news, and it's the bad news first. And the bad news is that the wages of sin is death. That's the death penalty. That's bad news. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B. It's for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. In Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, it says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. You put your trust in him for the forgiveness of all your sins. Why? Because he died for and paid for all all your sins when he was crucified, and he defeated death when he was resurrected three days later. The C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is what Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10.13, lastly, this is what seals the deal It says that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's that simple. Please, 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 I beg you, do not complicate it. Jesus said, it is finished, period. Not comma, not if, not however, not when, not but. No, 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 it is finished. The debt's been paid. You're free to go. Good news. If you're here today and you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I implore you before you leave this church today to do so. Because today is the day of salvation. For those watching online, wherever you may be, or whenever it is that you may be watching this online, I want to extend the same thing to you. If you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I implore you to do so. The time is at hand. All of these things are beginning to come to pass right before our very eyes, and the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the church. It will come suddenly, Jesus said, in an hour we expect not, as a thief in the night. You need to be ready. And in order to be ready for the Lord, you have to be right with the Lord. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I I thank you so much. Thank you for Bible prophecy and for telling us what's going to happen before it happens, so when it happens, we would believe and Believers would look up and lift up their heads, knowing that our redemption draws nigh. How encouraging is this, Lord? Especially for those of us going through trials and tribulations and difficulties and hardships. Knowing that we have this to look forward to, this blessed hope makes whatever we're going through easier to get through knowing that soon and very soon that trumpet's going to sound and the dead in Christ are going to rise first and we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the, in the air and forever be with the Lord. And as Paul said to the Thessalonian church, Lord, I pray that that's an encouragement to every single one of us here today, especially for those who are struggling, that they would take heart And be encouraged. And Lord, lastly, Maranatha. Come quickly, Lord Jesus.
0: Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough. You can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave his own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InspiritandTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InspiritandTruthRadio.com. In the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.